Hi, Amber. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Thank you, Megan. Megan, welcome to Bad Movies Rock, a podcast founded on a very simple, I would say universal principle. Hmm? The almost pathological need for one friend to shove her nearly exclusive love of critically terrible movies down the other friend's throat. Does does it count as shoving down the throat when I when I have a a spoon and a knife, just those two utensils? I mean, and I'm 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 happily you know eating along with you. You see, you would think it doesn't count because you're willing. You know, you're 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 there for it. You're happy happy to be a part of this. I think the pro- we're kind of I feel like we're going like intent versus impact on this one. Okay. Yep. It doesn't matter that you're willing. My intent mm-hmm. is no matter what to just shove them down your throat. I I okay. see the utensils. I don't care. I see. All right. All right. That's disturbing. I mean, it is what it is, Megan. I I, yeah. I I am being me, and me is who I am, and me is your friend. And that's kind of on you a little bit, if we're going to be honest with ourselves and our listeners. I mean, I think the takeaway here is you, you is my friend, yeah. Me is you friend, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep, perfect. And that is, that's a beautiful truth. And that's, that's really what the podcast is about. It's about friendship. It's about friendship. It's about force feeding. It's about... My bad, terrible taste. Bad, delightful movies. My terrible ter- It is almost exclusively just critically unsuccessful films. Is I mean, I mm-hmm. like a good movie, but I love a bad movie. And Megan, it, yes. if you, fair listeners, are wondering if you're the Megan or the Amber in the relationship, I have a fairly quick litmus test for you. Have you seen or even heard of the movie Drive Angry? Oh, do you mean Drive Angry 3D, Amber? I mean, it depends on where you go, but I believe it was originally billed as Drive Angry 3D. Yes. If you are saying to yourself, Drive Angry, or Drive Angry, you're probably the Megan of the relationship. If you're like, oh, Drive Angry, I'm sorry, you're the Amber. And if you're not currently in counseling, might I recommend it? Mm, it's good. It's good for all things. I mean, most people should probably do therapy anyway, so it's, it's good oh, advice. You just ground up. Megan, this was your first viewing of this amazing, I would say, seminal Amber Heard film. I mean, most people would say it's a Nick Cage film, but I think we both know that this is an Amber Heard, William Fickner vehicle. Oh, it's totally a, a, I would even go William Fickner, Amber Heard vehicle. Well, I, would, I wouldn't do her that discredit. I mean, he was my favorite He's, part of it, but she was but a true more joy and in it for longer. Yeah. She had to yeah. do more. He just got to be awesome. Yeah, true. She had, to, there was a lot more heavy lifting for her character. She apparently, one of the reasons she was interested in the film is because almost all of her dialogue involved cursing. She is, oh God, I I love this movie because of William Fickner and Amber Heard. Nick Cage is also there. Yeah, he's there. He's in he's it. He's fine. He's in he's, it too. I, I like Nick Cage. He's fine. He He's fine. Would you like to describe this Nick Cage was also in it movie? I would, Amber. This is your standard um, uh, grandpa breaks out of hell by driving out of it um, to go rescue his um, baby granddaughter from a cult that's about to sacrifice her to bring about what they think is the end of the world, bringing of demons onto the, this plane of existence. It's a pretty standard, much like our friendship. 
Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Your your usual guy drives out of hell to save his grandbaby from a cult of devil worshippers. Yeah, and he uh, of of course he gets um, Amber Heard gets in there. Uh, she ends up accompanying Nick Cage on his adventures, and she's a delight. Um, William Fickner plays um, the accountant, who is. Um, you don't really figure it out. They never really say, but he he's essentially someone who goes to get the people who break out of hell. He kind of, they, they chan- tangentially say who his character is because Nick Cage is constantly calling him by the names of different deities from different cultures, all yep. of whom, well, most of whom are associated with death. Right. What was that show? Was it Reaper? Oh, uh, you, mean, you mean the comedy show? Yeah. I don't want your car. I'm the devil. I'm the devil. Yeah. Um, yeah, Reaper. it's your standard Reaper, you know. Well, I think he um, might actually be straight up death. Yeah. Yeah, also possible. I don't think he's standard uh, anything. I think he's he is. Well, maybe maybe he is. I don't know. But he, classy as fuck, Fickner. Oh, it's very just, good. I love the accountant. Yeah. So Amber, uh, after oh, my it. very pithy, very uh, explanatory um, uh, description, what did the critics think of this movie? You will be surprised to know they didn't like it that much, although they liked it more than you would expect. Mm. Uh, Metacritic has it at 44, and the users, those fools, have it at 58. Uh, mine's even worse. 47 for the critics and 37 for <gasps> the audience. Yeah, criminal. We criminal are going to have to take the audience to task this time. I don't know what film those fools were watching, but what I saw Seriously. was Grindhouse Exploitation beauty mm-hmm. just i what yep it was it perfect no but it was i feel like kind of a celebration of the genre to a certain extent had a nice like fantasy element to it and i'm sorry amber heard's character was a joy she was fantastic in this yeah and never mm-hmm. naked there were plenty no, of never, other naked women. There was lots of other wi- women who, who took that mantle upon themselves, but... Lots of very naked women, but not the main woman. There was something beautiful about that. Users, come on. Have some... Yeah, the I critics know. saw the joy. Not all of them, but quite a few yeah. of them. At the very least, were like, you know, this is this is not bad. This is... What was it? The, the AV Club's review is scored at 50. Scott Tobias uses the, the phrase, it's agonizingly cool. <laughs> okay that's that's the thing you said yeah the drive angry feels like a five minute comic-con showreel that's been expanded beyond its limits fair okay okay the appeal of drive angry is much the same as that of piranha which i kind of disagree with piranha was not as fun as this a willingness to revel in absurdity to the agree to the degree where the exhilaration is infectious yeah there's a lot of um, praise for uh, Billy Burke as well, who plays the cult leader in this. That's fair, um, I guess. Which he, he's he's good. He's, he's fine. Disturbing. I I think he's far outshined by Amber Heard and um, William Fickner. Oh yeah, William Fickner. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of people mention that it's you know very grindhouse and very exploitative, and a lot of mentions of pornography. I think pornography of violence and actual pornography. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know of all the naked ladies and the sexies. Naked ladies, yeah. There's yeah. there's sexing up. Yeah, and you know so there's decapitations and 
maimings sure. and shootings and stabbings. Ca- and carve many, many car murders. Many, many car murders. But that is that is the genre, folks. That is what you're asking for. Yeah, exactly. Y- you just re- you just watched a movie called Drive Angry, and there's Nicolas Cage in this movie. What did you think you were going to get? Absolutely. For what it was, I mean, and a couple of them do mention the effects. The effects were not great. But the no, driving no, was pretty no. good. I feel like the yes. driving stunts were at work were quite quality. I, it was fun. The action was delightful. It did what it was supposed to do. And mm-hmm, it done did mm-hmm. it, I feel like, more than adequately. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. Users, you fools. 37. Bullshit on tomatoes. Eight. You don't even know. I'm mad at you. I'm less mad at the critics today. Yeah. A strange turnaround for us. Indeed. There was even a review from A.O. Scott. I'm not going to get into it because I don't care. I'm mad enough at the users that I'm not going to bother with it. Wow. It wasn't even that bad. Okay. But it wasn't as good as it should have been. If the New York Times reviews Drive Angry, they should say some shit about how amazing Amber Heard is. They really should. Yes. One of the one of the reviews got in a dig to Megan Fox. It's like Amber Heard is okay. a Megan Fox with acting ability. I just, Why? Why did you? Why did you want to throw Megan Fox under the bus when you're trying to? That's that thing where, like, I don't know. You don't need to put down another woman to build another woman up. It's some bullshit. Yeah. Why are we making that? And, and I, I, I am assuming it's also because she's young and beautiful. Right. So we have to compare those two specifically and determine which one. In the same, the same review, Heard sets herself up as Megan Fox with talent, and Cage. He delivers. Does he? he Does was, he? He just, he, he was like the Terminator, but with less affect in this movie. Yeah, he was there. He was there. Fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like Nick Cage is kind of relegated these days to either the kind of that, that low key, uh, low key, not low key, um, Nick Cage, where, you know, no affect, or the just, like, wild, crazeballs out of control Nick Cage performance. And I feel like not, there's not much in between anymore. Mm-mm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's called Drive Angry. Amber Heard was angrier than he was. And he was on yes. a mission of vengeance from the bowels of hell itself. I mean, I guess, you know, after you've been in hell for a couple decades or several, I don't know. It's probably beaten a lot of the emotion out of you. Yeah. But there there wasn't a lot of... She she was most of the anger. Yeah. Ugh. Agreed. Beautiful. Vibrant anger. So mm-hmm. much punching. So good. So much kicking. Yeah. Any hoozles. Yeah. Reviews. Meh. Meh. We don't need them. No. And, and so... And, and like you said, um, so kind of getting into some of the stuff about this movie the um there's definitely lots of naked women again not amber heard which is good um i mean i guess amber heard could be naked in a movie if she wants to that's fine um but yeah it it was almost all nudity of women um i don't think i saw a person of color in this movie oh no there there were a few oh yeah there was the there was the police officer there were a couple of cops one of whom was yeah. also a satanist Right, right. Um, there was there was also uh, a Native American family in the diner that Amber Heard gave in the diner gave muffins yeah. to. Sure, yep. Um, okay, so there, there was You're right. There were no main characters of color, and very few with lines. Yeah, 
Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, not not great. And yeah, the women were hypersexualized outside of Amber Heard. But it was all consensual sex. The women yeah. were had yep. a lot of agency into in, 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 with whom they wanted to sleep with. It wasn't there was nothing rapey about it, which I was pleased about. Yes, and the cultists were dancing naked. They seemed to be having fun dancing yeah. naked. Yep, they just seemed to be having fun dancing naked. You know, it was it was boobs for the sake of boobs. Definitely, it was it was straight up exploitation film boobage. But yeah, I I, I just it, because there was no aggressive rapey violence towards women except for with the cult leader billy burke right yes that had severe consequences on both sides i i, I don't know there was something less upsetting about it yeah agreed i don't know agreed. why maybe i'm just because there was so much of it i was desensitized maybe i'm just too fond of the movie to be mad enough at it i don't know sure it, it never it never seemed Yes, there was a lot of the the women, even if they were background, seemed to have agency in what they were doing, um, which was good. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, they were they were doing shit. They were the women were doing shit the whole time. Even the characters on both sides, good and bad, were making choices, being a part of the action, and were not just boobs. Yeah, and and so long as we're talking about it, the the best thing, the the absolute thing that would have ruined this movie for me, but they didn't do it, was Nick Cage and Amber Heard were never a thing. They were never even going to be a thing. There was never any sexual tension between them. It was more of a, a father daughter thing, and that was fantastic. Agreed. It it really would have fucked things up if they decided to to shove that in at the end there. Thematically, it didn't make as much sense. He was there because he failed his actual daughter. And he was going to save her child from being sacrificed to bring about hell on earth. Obviously, yeah. So it, it made less sense that he would... It made more sense for him to find a surrogate daughter and go on the journey with her. And, and it... And it didn't, you know, hurt the whole, well, he has to be a, a virile killing male because, you know, every single woman he encountered every time they went to a bar really wanted to have sex with him. Right, exactly. So they could still have that without mm -hmm. making that relationship unnecessarily sexualized and just stupid. Yeah, exactly. I was, I, I think I told you about two thirds into the movie, I was like, Amber... I think they're going to pull it off. I think they're not going to do the bullshit thing that movies often do. I'm cautiously optimistic. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Let us worship this movie at the altar okay. of our delight. <laughs> yes. To bring up about hell on earth, as people are wont to do, apparently. I thought we had to kill a baby for that. Oh, yeah. Let's not do that then. Yeah, that seems... Like why? Also, why? And also, I think, think, I mean, I'm not saying they're hell on earth, but things aren't great. I, I feel like we really don't need to help it along. Yeah. Good point. So, Amber, this movie's shot in 3D. We get, we get a couple really just important 3D shots off the bat. Just like, we've got Nick Cage driving out of hell. Then we've got him chasing down the people, some of the people who stole his... We don't even know. At that we point, he's know. just chasing down random people. Mm-hmm. And asking, Car where's chases. the baby girl? I think one of the first 3D shots we get is of him using a shotgun 
to sh- a man comes at him with a tire iron. So then he shoots off his hand with a shotgun, and the hand and the tire iron come flying at the camera. They do. 3D. They do. And then Drive Angry comes at you in 3D as well, right after that, or short after that. It's pretty great. After he unnecessarily blows up a truck with only a dead person in it. Yeah, that was that was just for him. That was just for him. He didn't look at the explosion. To not look at. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely still just for him. Yeah. Um, Starts with a bang. Starts with 3D banging. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Then we cut to two waitresses having a conversation where one of them is explaining to her friend that... Well, he has to buy the cow now if he wants the milk. So she's explaining how she's cut her boyfriend off from sex and that now he has to marry her if he wants any more sex. And her friend is like, well, so is he going to, did he get you a diamond ring? And Amber Heard's character is like, I would have robbed him and left forever ago if he could afford a diamond. Like, damn, (laughs) I love you. (laughs) I don't know yep. who you are, but that is a weird thing to say. Yep, it's about great. someone you're talking about sex starving into marrying you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if he could afford a diamond, I would have robbed him and left. I would. I would have. If he had that kind of, yeah, I would have just taken it all. <laughs> all good. right, I'm in. I'm interested. Yeah. I want to see where this is going. Mm-hmm. And that then leads to the weirdest, the weirdest, most uncomfortable yeah. moment for me in the film is is that that interaction between Nick Cage and the waitress. Yeah, and so this is the second waitress that um, comes over to talk to Nick Cage and get his order, um, and then just just comes on to him as if he was just the, the cat's pajamas. Oh wow, the cat's pajamas. Yeah, A timely mm-hmm. phrase. Yes, thank you. Twas the bee's knees. That she saw in Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> She's And she made it clear that because a full moon was coming, she was feeling extra horny. Yeah. Again, agency. She, she, she wanted sex. very upfront. Yeah. yeah. She's like, do you want to ask me when I get off? Because I would like to have sex now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He then grabs her by the throat and kisses her. And then while still holding her by the throat, takes a sip of his coffee and complains that he asked for co- coffee with sugar in it. Yeah. Maybe he was calling her sugar. He he said, "I I wanted some. I asked for sugar." As right. he takes a sip sip of the coffee, so I think he's he's both suggesting that she's not sweet enough, and that she got his order wrong. You know, it's it's a double entendre, Here's, if you will. He, yeah, it is. But like we both said, at, right at that moment, it's like nobody puts sugar in your coffee. I mean, unless you go to Dunkin' Donuts, in which case they put too much sugar in your coffee. Um, Dunkin' puts- Burn. <laughs> um. Nobody puts sugar in somebody else's coffee. The sugar's there on the table. You put it in your own self. Don't be ridiculous. Exactly. And as we were saying that, he grabbed the sugar that was on the table and dumped it in his coffee. I mm-hmm. well, I think we're still holding her by the throat. It it was just a weird, unnecessary interaction that thankfully wasn't really played out later in the film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a little, little weird taste to begin with, but... It was. This lovely diner scene wraps up in the only way it possibly could amber heard gives away old free muffins to this this poor family then her boss is like oh you're gonna have to work off those muffins and grabs her i believe by her vagina and then she turns around squeezes his balls in her fist grabs her tip money and shoves it in his mouth and then quits yep and then drives off in her beautiful 
muscle car that Nick Cage has already admired, singing, fuck the pain away. <laughs> fuck yep. the pain mm-hmm. away. <laughs> yep. And just happy. She's she is not bothered by this life change. No. She's just like, well, that happened. Fuck the well, pain away. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. So and and then he uh, and then her car dies, and it, it seems like Nick Cage must have sabotaged it because then he shows up and uh, and fixes it within a, a three seconds in exchange for her giving him a ride. Exactly. Which uh, leads her into his orbit. They they separate when she gets back to her her boyfriend's house, or maybe she lives with him. When of course he she finds him sleeping with another woman. I don't yes. love that she drags the woman out of the house and punches her. Yeah, he's the one who's cheating on you, not her. I mean, it did seem like she knew her. Maybe they were right. friends, so that was kind of a dick move if you're somebody's friend. Yep. But yeah, she pulls her out of the hair out of the house, punches the shit out of her, and then starts punching the boyfriend. I'm fine with that. Right. Yeah. But full on yeah. punching him. She is not slapping him. She is hauling off and hitting him. Yeah. Yeah. But then he gets mad when she says she's taking his car. <laughs> that's the point when he gets mad at her. Yeah. That's when he starts punching her. Yeah. I know it is definitely hypocritical to say I have no problem watching her punch him, partially because... She's not going to do that much damage. You know, she's expressing her feelings with her fists. Watching a man beat a woman to the ground is, mm, I don't love it. I don't, you have superior strength, okay? I'm not saying we should respond with violence just because it's not going to do that much damage. But, ooh, watching a dude punch a woman in the face. And then he, of course, grabs her and says, I'm going to make you not pretty anymore. Right, right. He's, he, not only is he huge, like a, he's a big dude, but, um, but yeah, then he's, he's going to punch her while she's down, which is some. And mess up her face. So she's not pretty. Right, exactly. So Nick Cage can save her. Of course, Nick Cage needs to jump in there. But, but you do get a very, a very clear picture that, uh, she is no wallflower. She will, um. Oh, yeah. Piper, um. Oh, yeah, her name is Her name in the film. Yeah. Yeah. I think she spits uh, out some blood and is still sassing him. <laughs> yeah, it's great. She's like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> yep. Aw, I like her. Yeah, pretty great. And uh, then Nick Cage uh, half kidnaps her because he throws her apparently in the back of her own car. Well, his car, whatever. And uh, and drives off with her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. And then she wakes up and is like, just like, all right. Yeah, I mean, she didn't didn't want to stay there. She she had, you know, nothing else going on. She seems like she's a free goddamn spirit. She is, yeah. We also learn that she's stolen his wallet because he he drives her to this, I think it's like bull by the balls, whatever. It's it's an old bar where he knows the owner. And when he goes to pay for his drink, she's like, oh, let me get that for you. Or when he goes to get his ID, she says, oh, let me get that for you and has his wallet. She's like, what? I'm just saying... In case you tried to steal my car, I was going to use this to hunt you down and make you pay. <laughs> like, yeah. You're da- I yeah. just, what? Look at you. She's, she's just on it. She's just on it. Mm-hmm. I love her. We also yeah. get the dialogue in this movie is just top notch. When Nick Cage shows up at his friend's bar, there's this wonderful exchange where his friend says, I thought you was dead. And Nick Cage says, you hoped I was dead. There's a difference. And then his friend says, well, I guess your money is as good as any I expect, but you better be gone by dawn. Wow. Yeah. Chills. It was, it was just, and it, yeah, just really, really just delightful dialogue 
put it there for no purpose except for to give you an impression that um wondering like oh he thought he was dead interesting hmm. Hmm. weird interesting it's, why would he think he was dead oh that's so that's yeah, so strange it's some, one of the things that amber heard flashbacks to at the end of the movie she's putting it all together mm-hmm you then again amber Heard's character piper gets i just they're sitting at the bar they mm-hmm. get some drinks and then she's like well i think i'm gonna go get laid and Nick Cage is like, I'm sorry, what? And she's like, no one ever reaches the end and says, I wish I hadn't fucked so much. And then just pieces out on him to find someone to have sex with. Yep. She's like, I'll see you in the morning. <laughs> and then yep. when you would expect that maybe she was having sex, it shows her in a bedroom. She's fully clothed. A naked man is sitting on the bed painting her toenails. And he hesitantly is like, so are we going to have sex? And she's like, depends on how good you do on my toes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, pretty great. <laughs> it's yeah. Just, I love this character so much. So we go from fully dressed Amber Heard with naked um, waiter guy um, to the next room over, uh, loudly having sex, is fully dressed Nicolas Cage and uh, naked uh, uh, waiter lady. Yes. Yes. And he's somehow found a fair pair of sunglasses that I don't think we've seen and, him uh, wearing up to this point. Yeah. And a cigar. He has somehow has more mm-hmm. clothes on than he's ever had in this film, like a jacket. Yep. Cigar. And, and a bottle belt. of whiskey. A full a bottle of whiskey. A big old bottle of whiskey. And yeah. she's doing all of the work. He's just sitting all there. All of the work. Yeah. It's pretty disappointing. Oh. It is disappointing. And that's, of course, when the sex gunfight happens. Yes, it is. It is quite something where the the um, some of the cultists are, are after Nick Cage now because they know that he's coming to stop them. Oh, he, he I think he left one of the guys from the very beginning alive and said, oh, tell him I'm coming for them. That's right. Yeah, he made his life more difficult. That's right. I mean, hey, you know, if they're coming after him, it makes them easier to find. It does. You make a good point. Luckily, none of them had guns. There was a, the cult leader sends a whole group of guys after him while he's having sex and they all have, you know, melee weapons. So he just shoots them. One of them, one of them has a machete. And as it's coming down on, on Nick Cage, he shoots the man's hands, thereby knocking the machete back in his own skull, burying it deep enough to kill him. That was, I liked that. The physics probably don't work out, but it was lovely. Yep, absolutely. It it was it was one of the more unique um gun machete kills I've ever seen. And I mean you think here's here's a man, he, he never drops his whiskey, kills all these guys, still inside of this fully naked woman. Like literally, like just she's still in his lap. Yes. Still and in he's his like, lap. Absolutely. Just and she seems to for at least a while be enjoying it. Yeah, she doesn't seem either aware or is just too caught up in the passion and pleasure of the moment to really have to process the trauma right away. Right. But the last guy comes at him. Nick Cage is out of bullets. What's he going to do? It doesn't matter. Amber Heard's there, buries the hoe right in that man's skull. Yep. She picked up a hoe. Don't worry about it. And she was just, it went in there like butter. Like goddamn Mm -hmm. butter. Yeah, it's pretty great. She saved him. Now they're one for one. They're, They're even Stevens. They are. That's true. Megan... What's happening meanwhile, elsewhere in this film? Is this where we get to meet the accountant? Well, technically the accountant, I think, has already showed up, but we haven't mentioned the accountant yet. So okay, while yeah, all okay. of this is happening. Mm-hmm. 
the captain likes to sniff around for Nick Cage. He's he's uh <laughs> he's just William Fickner is always kind of sniffing the air, knowing that Nick Cage was there recently because he can, I guess, smell hell on him or something. Who knows? Um, but he he appears out of nowhere on foot, dressed in a suit, immaculate, really pleasant. Helps helps the first waitress with with the trash going into into the dumpster and ask questions. Shows up at the cheating boyfriend's house and ask questions. Murders the cheating boyfriend casually. For, casually yeah. murders him for he's he's clearly supernaturally strong. I, I think he right. he pins him to the wall with a baseball bat. The the boyfriend did try to come at him after after William Fickner tossed him against the wall with one hand. The boyfriend then picks up a baseball bat to go after William Fickner, he which really seems like the account alone, yeah. a poor planning. Uh, like someone can toss you against the wall with one hand, maybe you don't come at them anymore. That would be my suggestion. Yes, he was not a smart man. And then he was a dead man. And then Fickner recruits the two cops that show up and see the dead, the dead man. He's, he's, they're going to arrest Fickner and Fickner's like, oh, okay. He takes this coin, turns it into an FBI badge and is like, I'm FBI. You're going to help me find Nick Cage. And like, ah, there's going to be a promotion in it for you. Well, I do like promotions. I do like promotions. Yeah. He seems to have almost a hypnotizing effect on people. Maybe. I don't know. He's just, or, or they really listen to him. Something. I don't know. It, it winds up getting them killed. It does. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate. Uh, they, they show up at the same bar where Nick Cage just murder sexed everybody. Mm-hmm. Except for that one guy who got hoed. And Fickner tells them to shoot to kill, which means they just open fire on, on Amber Heard and Nick Cage. Right. And Amber Heard winds up shooting one of the cops who then shoots his his partner and, and they die. And now she's a cop killer. And that's weird. That's a weird it, thing. It is a weird choice that they made there. Because they bring it up several times later on. As in, like, you can't go back. You've killed cops now. Yeah, it does seem to kind of be a story point that as to why she can't go back to her life. And it makes sense for her to keep hanging out with hell, hell Grandpa. Yeah, he, hell, she was already into Hell Grandpa. I mean, not into him, but, like, into helping him. She was. So I'm not really sure why. I mean, she came and hoed a guy in the head for him. Like, yeah, I, yeah, no, nah, it's just whatever. I mean, I guess it helped set up the reason why more cops are chasing them at the end. And why there's that whole speech of, like, when I tell you to shoot the tires, I want you to know I mean shoot them in the head. All right, everybody, shoot their tires. And I guess that's... We they're bad they're bad police, yeah. Which makes it okay that William Fingner drives a, a gas tank into them. <laughs> God, that scene is amazing. It's, it's so good. This this is Fickner is trying to bring Nick Cage back to hell where he belongs, but Megan. Yes, Nick Cage didn't just take a car from hell, did he? No, he took a god killer gun. He did as well. Take this. Fa- he has this case. This old like fancy looking case when he opens it up like smoke comes out of it and there's files and scissors and this gun and he shoots a I bullet can't... at the accountant that says yeah. deus velus nex on the bullet mm. it slows it down and it lets you read so the, yes. the the fancy latin on the side that yes. quite literally i think translates to like god fast killer mm. like deus Excellent. is god velus is fast and 
Next is like murder. All right. It it kills gods. Yep. Hits Fickner in the cheek. Luckily, I would have been so sad if he died. I know. It just, it, I don't even think the bullet hits him. Like the, the force of the bullet yeah. goes against his cheek. Graze. Yeah. And and this this these bullets not only like fire bullets, but seem to do like force damage as well. If you're in D&D, there would be force damage and it pushes you back. Nerd. 50 feet. Mm-hmm. Yes. The very least, it gets Fickner off his case. Like keeps going it does. to look for his granddaughter. Yes, exactly. Hell Grandpa's looking for granddaughter. And Hell Grandpa, we learn, so eventually he winds up looking up an old friend who is the only good old friend apparently he had. And this guy's played by David Morse. And Morse is like, oh, I know you're dead. You're dead. I know you're dead because I'm your friend and I know you're dead. It's everybody else he's encounters like, I thought you were dead. This guy's like, no, you are dead. Yeah, I carried your coffin, I think he says. He does. Uh, yeah. At this point, Amber Heard is kind of freaked out because I think Nick Cage has been shot in the eye. Yeah. And then came back to life. Yep. They end up at a, a one of the cultists' gatherings, and he gets shot in the shot in the head and left for dead. Except that, don't worry, it's it's it is only a scratch. It's only it's only a scratch. It, it leads to Amber Heard getting kidnapped by the cult leader who wants to break her because. He also broke Nick Cage's daughter, who, spoiler alert, bit off his dick before he slit her throat. Yeah, he took her, ba- like, the, there was there was this flashback that was a bit rough, where she has a baby, then he tries to take it, but she doesn't want him to take her baby, so he, he uh, sexually assaults her and uh, forces oral sex on her, and then she bites off his dick, and so he murders her. It's 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 a lot to happen to someone in a few in a few it's minutes. Very graphic, oh rough few minutes. But it is it is the crux of Nick Cage. We learn that the reason Nick Cage is back is because what hell is is watching everyone you care about suffer, like the bad things that happen to them. And so he actually watched this happen in hell, and this sent him on this this journey. And why he broke out? Yeah, exactly. And so. Cult leader wants to do the same things to Amber Heard after he maybe kills Nick Cage, gets her on a Winnebago. She beats the ever-loving shit out of a woman who's on the Winnebago, who is also pretty skilled at beating the shit out of she her. Is, like, it's, yeah. it's a She's good lady great. fight on a Winnebago. Yep. Then the cult leader is like, I'm going to break you. And she's like, I'm going to fuck you up. And he puts down his gun and then they have a fight. Yeah, it's great. Even when she's getting dragged onto the Winnebago, it takes... Three or four grown men to drag her. She is kicking and fighting and screaming the entire time, like headbutting, knocking people aside. So at this point, while she and the cult leader are fighting, he gets her down and she's being choked. And I think you and I both started chanting, eyes or balls, eyes or balls, because we knew she was going to get out of it by doing something graphic. And then Megan, of course... The daughter before she was killed, Nick Cage's mm-hmm, daughter, mm-hmm. stabbed him in the face with his own weird pendant necklace. Yeah, pointy necklace. And Megan's like, well, of course thing. she's going to stab him with that. And she does. She buries yeah. it really deep in his chest and then jumps out of the back onto the Winnebago onto the hood of her own car that Nick Cage is driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Chekhov's pointy pendant thingy. It's a great action scene. It's fantastic. It is. This, yeah. this is how we get to his old friend David Morse helping them with a new car because they still need to go save the baby. And that's when he describes what hell is. And he also explains that that's why the beer 
that David Morse offered him. He will not be accepting until he can drink said beer from the skull of Jonah King, the cult leader. Yeah, that's weirdly specific. It was a weirdly specific moment. And for you to bring up in this podcast as well. Well, you know, it comes up later. Does it? I also just think it's a very amusing thing because his friend knows he was dead, knows he was in hell. And when Amber Heard's like, okay, I'm sorry, how does this make sense? And David Morse is like, well, he loved his daughter very much. And I think her, her actual line is, well, that doesn't explain shattering reality. That's fair. How is yes. David Morse so chill about the fact that, well, I guess he's back from hell. Yep. And he loved his daughter very much. He loved her very much. But he was... So, this is, you know. The world... Uh, death, and then... Doesn't mean people what? drive out... Of, okay. I get, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's great. And then he offers his friend a beer, and, it, and, and Nick Cage has just been staring at this barrel of fire. So David Morse makes this joke of like, <laughs> that fire making you homesick? And then we get the whole, this yeah. is what hell is, the fire's not the worst part. Jonah yep. King's skull will be my beer mug. <laughs> yep. Yes. I don't know why, but that, that exchange was both horrible mm -hmm. and great. And also entertaining. They keep looking when when uh, Amber Heard and, and uh, uh, David Morris are having their conversation. They keep looking over at Nick Cage, who has just spent the last 20 minutes staring into a barrel fire. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What can you do? It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I love it. Yes. Um, and and this is where they're they're now chasing. Um, they're now they have they have divine. I guess they figure out. That's right. They do know where they're going. They're going to an old prison, huh? Mm -hmm. They're going to an old prison. Yep. And they get stopped by a, 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 a whole troop of police officers. Indeed. Indeed. But mm -hmm. after Nick Cage and Amber Heard had escaped from the cults, William yes. Fickner, our accountant, catches up to where they were. Yes. And finds some of the cult leaders who managed to survive their encounter with Nick Cage and yes. Amber Heard. And. Oh, that's such a good conversation. It's such it's a such good such conversation. A, so good. So, because we've seen him at this point, like, he has a magic coin. He's pretended to be an FBI agent. He's super strong. He, he can't be stopped except for this gun that scares him and did a little damage on his face. And so he goes up to this guy whose legs have clearly been shot out. He's in a lot of pain. <laughs> And he's just having this really chill conversation with him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, look, your legs, your legs look really messed up. Sure as a scorcher. Would you like some water? Yep. And he sees a mark, like this stupid pentagram mark on this cultist's chest. And he's like, so uh, what's that? He's like, it's a symbol of our pact with our Lord Satan. To which the accountant replies, funny, he's never mentioned you. Mm -hmm. I'm curious. And I never get curious. Mm -hmm. Why is... Nick Cage's character after you guys. Yeah. And then. Yep. He saves him from the police roadblock. Yep. Yep. He learned, he learned what the deal was. Um, and that, yeah. And so he, he drives in this huge, like, I think it says hydrogen. I said gas before, but I think it's like a hydrogen gas truck. Mm -hmm. Yep. And he, oh, it's such, it's such, it's bad CGI. It's very, very, very bad. Terrible. And he just, he just keeps hitting into cars, which immediately explode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the, um, the song, and, That's the Way I Like It, is playing in the oh, truck and he's just like yes. grooving to it while he he's drives. He's just grooving. Yep. Um, 
And then he's just like banging into these these cars. They're exploding. He ends up like riding alongside of one and one gets kind of caught on the side of the truck. At which point um, he just very casually steps out of the um, the truck he's driving onto the hood of this car while both of them are spinning out and the car he's on kind of uh, coasts to a stop and the the, the hydrogen truck um, barrels into the rest of the uh, police cars and blows up. Oh, no, sorry, doesn't do that first. First, the um, it, it barrels over Nick Cage and Amber Heard's car mm-hmm. in slow motion. They drive under it. Yep. Just before it blows up. Oh yeah, it's 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 such a badly done CGI scene, but it's so good. Oh, it's so good. Oh, Fickner sells it. He sells it so hard as just being this charming, unkillable, unstoppable supernatural character who yeah. just helped them. Who just helped you? You kind of realize you're realizing at this point that he's helping them, and that's pretty great. Mm-hmm. And then. <laughs> Nick Cage and Amber Heard drive off. Victor's still there. And all the cops are like, what the fuck? And then he pulls the coin transforming into an FBI badge trick again. I'm like, sure. Mm-hmm. I guess being FBI covers you for everything you just did there. Sure. That's Why wouldn't an FBI agent throw a flaming hydrogen truck at all of our cars? <laughs> okay. Sure. Sure. Um, luckily for him, uh, he does uh, divine that there's uh, one cultist among the the police officers and uh, finds out where they're going. He does. He does. Finds out their evening plans. Their evening plans at a prison to sacrifice a baby. And he, at this point, is like, well, this is just stupid. He, he talks to, he eventually catches yes. up with Nick Cage when, when they all get to the same, you know, final showdown Hel- moment. Do you mean hell, Grandpa? Hell, sorry, make hell, that, Grandpa. I'm so sorry. I want to make that one stick, yeah. Happy hell. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> they they have a final conversation where he's like, okay, you know what? Go ahead. Take out the cultist. Try and save the kid. Because quite frankly, this isn't going to bring about hell on earth. But I know Satan. He's a quiet guy. He's a warden of a prison. He's very well read. And he really fucking hates it when people sacrifice babies in his name. So mm-hmm. if you stop them, I win. If they kill you... I win because no matter what, you have to go back to hell, friend. Yep. But I'm willing to let you do this. Yep. It's just I don't I I don't know. I like when it's it's like that Terminator Two thing. You know, the unstoppable murder thing is is actually on your side. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. Or you know, reasonable. He's a reasonable. Reasonable dude. and like yeah. It's like yep. okay, you finish what you started, and I'm you know honestly. I am super fucking impressed that one, you drove a car straight out of hell, and two, you got the god killer gun out of there. How the fuck yeah. did you do that? I'm yep. I'm a little bit crushing on you right now. Yeah, exactly. I feel I have. I think you're pretty resourceful, and that kind of is endearing to me, huh? I didn't think I'd feel that way. I didn't think I'd feel that way. There's there's even a moment where he's he's essentially sort of taken Amber Heard's character hostage while Nick Cage drives a car into the cultists' gathering. That's how he decides to murder all of them. Just drives it's... drive mows them down, mows them down with a car, just like doing yeah, donuts. There's, in... This is many 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 car murders so after a few already, murders. but like yeah, it, it triples mostly... the number of car murders <laughs> at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he uh, during the car murders, he, he kind of gets into a bind. 
And so Fickner not only lets Amber Heard go, but lets her take the God-killing gun, which we have been exposition-informed doesn't just kill you. It doesn't kill you and send you to heaven or hell. Oh, no. It makes you cease to exist. Yeah. And he doesn't, to be clear, he doesn't really let Amber Heard go, does he? She... He kind of does. I mean, he, I mean, he he does kind of, but like she, she does like elbow him and grab the gun while he's killing two people with a coin that he can make move and bend this, this space time continuum. He, yeah. he he basically he's, just like releases it and it kills one guy, curves around, kills another guy by just going through his head. Right. It's it's like um, well, it's his FBI badge, but it's also like that um, Yondu's arrow in uh, Ooh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, good reference. Thank good you. Reference, yes. Thank you. Yep. Well, um, while he's distracted, she gets the gun and, and goes away. And he's like, yeah, go help him. Yeah. Which which is like, it's just saying that her own agency is there. Like, That's um, a fair point. That's it. She, yeah. yes, she does. Thank you. That is very in character with her. She does the thing on her own. And, but, but he's also super powerful. So he lets it. Oh, happen. he yeah. could do whatever. He killed a guy with a coin. Yeah. He lets it happen, but it, just, it, like, it, she gets does the coin back in his hand after she leaves, like making it very clear that he was like, "Yeah, I could have stopped her. I, obviously, I didn't want to. I'm the fucking accountant. Like, let's see how this yeah. plays out." Yeah, I'm gonna enjoy the show. Yeah. So she helps Nick Cage, but isn't the one who ultimately kills cult leader Nick Cage. Still gets to do that with the god killing bullet. Yeah, erases him from I time. To, I feel like going to hell is worse than that, but maybe it's not. So. Maybe maybe yeah. every atom of his body will now be in screaming torment for the rest of all existence. Yeah. I don't know. Well, let's, let's go with that. Let's Whatever. Go. Yeah. He kills everybody. He kills everybody and saves the baby. He kills everybody but the woman who's been guarding this the baby the whole time. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. And then has this yeah. heartwarming death scene mm-hmm. where he, he gives his granddaughter to Amber Heard and says, take care of her. Mm-hmm. Promise I me. I don't have a right to ask you for that promise. I promise. <laughs> and then he, and he closes his eyes, and she she drives off. Where oh, David Morse showed up. Okay, cool. Just, well, it's good that she'll have a ride out of here, because all the cars are blown up because they murdered three hundred people. They did. Mm-hmm. And it turns out Nick Cage isn't actually dead. <laughs> no, no. And they just like she just like he's disappeared with the accountant and uh they, they've just gone over to this other side of the mm-hmm. compound and i don't mm-hmm. know i don't know if you noticed megan but um mm-hmm. when the god killing bullet exploded yes. billy burke uh, cult leader out of existence there was uh-huh. one part of him left behind oh which part uh, the top of his skull actually oh interesting uh it seems like there was some like coolers with beer in it we also did see there was a cooler with guns and a cooler mm-hmm. with beer that the cultists yeah. had brought to the meeting. Yeah. So. So yeah, we so definitely Nick Cage, see Nick Cage. Yeah, well, yeah for sure. Drinks mm-hmm, drinks beer out of his his uh, his skull. Mm-hmm. Well, having a fun heart to heart with the accountant. Yeah. And then, ah, then, they, then the accountant conjures up another beautiful car. Uh huh. So that they can drive back to hell in style. Yep. And okay, and here comes the he- head cannon that I don't that, disagree. Yeah. And and they're talking on their way back to hell. Like and and I can't remember exactly what they're talking about. I think like just um Nick Cage says that he'll get out again at some point and uh William Fickner says he's looking forward to that or something. There's just there's a look and there's a, like these two definitely fall in love, oh, I think. Oh, 100%. This is the beginning like, of It's so good like that a in my mind romance. makes the movie three thousand times better. Of like this, like oh, 
they're they're just they're they've they found each other i don't it, it's all thickner he i thickner yes. puts that in there it's the way yeah. he's talking to him the way he's done his character the entire time with just kind of this like puckish sensibility he's sort of disaffected mm-hmm. but sort of amused interacting with people he's making his own choices and sort of playing by rules and being honorable but also just being frustrated the fact that i love the i'm curious and i don't get curious what yeah did you do <laughs> what did you do yeah. then making the choice to sort of help him and and yeah, there's there seems mm-hmm. to be some sort of admiration at the end there where they're having their conversation. And then the look he gives them when they're driving yeah. into hell, he just like turns and looks at Nick Cage in this way of just like, oh, you. And he lets Nick Cage drive as well, which is he does. also adorable because, you know, oh, yeah. seem to have a little bit more fun. This is some Taco Kravitz shit right there, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, the, that, that extra headcanon at the end really just does, it puts a beautiful bow on this fantastical film yeah so remember on the rock scale what, how would you rate this film regrettable outstanding creasable is okay i personally and i know this probably won't be a popular opinion this is kind of a craze balls outstanding movie for me i would yes i agree with this i agree with this thing you're saying it's wild to say that but I like know. it is it is it's it's there's lots of there's lots of naked women. There's mm-hmm. lots of gruesomeness, mm-hmm. um, but it is ridiculous and delightful. And Amber Heard and William Fickner like do some great things. Yeah, it's deli- It's a delight. That's... If I can enjoy this movie very much. Yeah, it's it gives me that like happy little feeling in my tum tum, and just watching Amber Heard deck a guy, shoot a guy, jump out of a Winnebago, stab William. Like I just. And, I mean, okay, it is ridiculous that she is with him at the end of this. After everything she's just been through, she was almost nearly kidnapped by a cult leader who she knows beheaded Nick Cage's daughter is going to sacrifice a baby, turn Nick Cage's daughter's femur bone into a walking game. It's a whole thing. Why doesn't she peace out when they're with Nick Cage's buddy? Like, she does not have to go... And help him try and get the baby from... He can't be killed. She super can. Yes. And there's this speech that she gives where she says, My whole life has been waiting. Waiting on tables, waiting on fools, waiting for it all to mean something. So let's go shoot some Satanists. I... (laughs) This is kind of the conclusion. She doesn't say that, but that's kind of the conclusion of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of okay with it. Her character up to that point has sort of been... This like firebrand emoting drifter. Like she's she doesn't really know what she wants to do, but she when she figures something out, she fucking goes for it. I'm gonna have sex. Yep. I'm gonna make this guy marry me. It's 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 this or that. And it 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 works. I, I feel like it kind of works. It's stupid, but it makes sense. It's like, you know what? Mm-hmm. My life has been kind of boring. I've been drifting around, haven't really figured out what I want to do. This is important. I want to save that baby. Like, yeah. Sure. Yeah, you found a thing you want to do. Great. And that's her character, yeah. Exactly. There are so many equally dumb or dumber or even better movies where a character's motivations are so much worse than this. Yeah. And they, they do things that are just not in keeping with, with what they've been presented as on screen or, I don't know, they, they, for a movie as ridiculous as this is, the motivations of like Nick Cage, Amber Heard, and William Fickner feel right, feel good, yeah, feel, feel genuine. Earned. Yeah. 
And so there's, it's that combined with just the wonderful joyous moments, which I'm sorry, I know this has been mostly me just describing stuff. And I I apologize for when the podcast descends into that. I just get very excited sometimes. I'm going to try and get better. And frankly, it's kind of on Megan to reel me in and she's not doing a great job of it. Okay. All right. Under that bus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh my. (laughs) Yeah. Excellent. I love that you agree that this is a Craze Bowl's outstanding movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, BMR presents Drive Angry 3D. Megan, do you have an Abby story? So, Amber, this time I have a Maddie story. Um, Maddie makes this fantastic face when she discovers something or does something. Um, and she it's like this, like, wide open mouth, like, kind of like, nose scrunched up face um and so at some point like all she did was she um picked up there's like this little um uh uh, suitcase thing with one of those um handles that that lift up you know and so she she lifted up the handle and then she when she did it she made the face of like "Ah, i did it um and uh it's just very cute it is it it is the face of somebody who is just squeaking, squeaking in pure excitement. Just that, yeah, that beautiful nose scrunch, wide open mouth of like, look at the magic of the world. Mm-hmm. It, is, yep. it is very, very cute. Yep. She did that when she turned like a, a um, Abby's um, alarm clock, clock light on and looked at me and went and made the face. Ugh, it was very good. <laughs> look at uh, this shit. <laughs> look at this shit. Isn't it neat? Um. So Amber, we also watched another movie that we considered BMRing, but then decided not to. Yeah, it, I mean, it was, it was. I want to say it was a red herring movie, but I, we we kind of knew both that we were going to watch it and both that it probably wasn't going to be good enough for BMR. Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah, it's a big is, bummer. It's a big bummer. Which, which is a weird thing to say. We, we watched Thunder Force. Yeah. Um, Octavia Spencer, Melissa McCarthy. Superhero um, movie comedy yeah it's it's so much potential so much potential but we walked away just kind of feeling like well that was a missed opportunity yeah and i'm not i'm not exactly saying people shouldn't watch it um because i think it's i think it's enjoyable for sure yeah it's not bad i it's just, just wanted it to be better it's fine yeah it's fine it's fine it's not as funny as it should be. It's definitely not as clever as it could be. And it, it really doesn't seem to make use as much of, of Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer. And I don't know if it's because they were going for a family-friendly vibe or... And the story itself kind of didn't make sense. Not that it has to, but if you're going to be that absurd, then then roll Land around in it. it. Land yeah. in it. It's the, the, the premise really is... She spent her entire life trying to make good people superheroes so mm-hmm. they could fight the horribly named miscreants. Yeah, miscreants who are the only people who got superpowers were psychopaths, which seems like it would end the world. But yes. Yeah, could you imagine just like 10 sociopaths with super abilities? Yeah. I mean, in general, sociopathy does not necessarily lead to psychopathic behavior, but... If you can literally do pretty much anything you want and you don't really adhere to the norms and rules of society or find any value in them, oh, fuck. Yeah, not great. Oh, no. So a, a, a noble ideal. Her parents were killed by miscreants, so she's she's going to make good people super. 
And right, by good people, she means Spencer, herself. Yeah. Yep, it means herself. Yeah. And accidentally, Melissa McCarthy, an old friend. And that premise is fine. But then they don't actually stop miscreants, really. They sort of do normal people crimes and then sort of beat up miscreants, but don't really know what to do with them. Let them escape. Let the cops eventually, ultimately scoop them up and deal with them. There's no end game. And that would be fine if they kind of looked at it. Like, weren't we supposed to be doing something? Nah, I think we're yeah. good. I think we're yeah, good. I think we're good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the the motivations, speaking of character motivations in this story are all a little, in Thunder Thunder Force, are all a little bit weird. Um, and, and yes, I do want to see Melissa McCarthy in this role. Yes, I do want to see Octavia Spencer in this role. 100%. For sure. Like, that's the great part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're right that um, it was a was PG-13 or something like that. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that Melissa McCarthy shines when she is, you know, just being ridiculous and uh, going into an R-rated movie and saying any shit she wants to say. I think that th- this movie feels like it was reined in by some sort of committee or committees that um, uh, kind of just really fucked with it. Yep. Um, fucked with the humor, yeah. fucked with the story, and and it, it there were definitely funny moments. There were definitely cute, sweet moments. I Octavia Spencer, Melissa McCarthy, superheroes. You, you've got middle aged plus size women doing shit, women of color doing shit, being superheroes. Be like, fuck yeah, give me that premise and these actors. And then it's kind of just oh, well, that happened. And I I don't think the reviews are actually accurate I, I think it was like 33 another... percent on metacritic so i think there's also part of the problem is that if you're going to make something like this it's going to be judged by very different standards the expectation is going to be this is going to be either really really good or fuck you for this punk of garbage that you made this is not a dumpster fire movie no it's no fine. it's not and 33 percent is a ridiculous score to give it and i, I think that it, that's, yeah, that's it does not deserve that exactly and i think that's backlash yeah. because of the opportunity that this movie is to see different people in these roles not being amazing. Yeah. The the bottom line is that I I want to support this movie so better versions of it get made gets made, right? Yes. It didn't mm-hmm. shit the bed. So yeah, I support this movie. It's fine. It's a mm-hmm. good enough movie. Watch it. Enjoy the parts of it that are good so that maybe next time around we can get something better. Exactly. Like spy. <laughs> Yes, like Spy, so good. So good. Just put Octavia Spencer in Spy too. Just do that. I want that for myself. Yeah. And I her daughter. Her daughter was that. adorable. The, the yeah, actress daughter... who played her daughter was lovely. Yeah, absolutely. And and actually, the the it was mostly women in this movie, which is great. Yeah, there was a there was another woman who was part of Octavia Spencer's team. Um, I, I'm just just gonna gonna leave it at that, and she, and then there's a um, miscreant woman bad guy, and mm-hmm. like yeah, oh and the grandmother, oh, oh the grandmother, she, she oh so moments. good, yeah, yes, so good. So yeah, uh, this is a yeah. not not necessarily a glowing recommendation so much as I love what this movie was trying to do. I like the parts that succeeded. I wish it had been better. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And I think it was judged by an unfair standard. Yes, and also the critics are wrong about it. Even given our, like, mediocre feelings about it, the critics are super wrong. Agreed. So, Amber, let's wrap this up by me saying what I always do, Mm -hmm. which is, Amber, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Okay. 
I mean, that was that was very much shut my book here. I did shut, it. Shut your book on that. Yeah, you just you just laid that down and walked away. I mean, it's appropriate uh, for this movie. There was that's sex, what I thought. Drugs, I guess, if you count alcohol. Sure. Yeah. And then there was heavy metal guitar riffs every time Nick Cage like shot somebody or said something significant or put his glasses on. It's like, well, yeah. I guess I'm gonna go do that thing. <laughs> and then, of course, there was Fickner writing in on, uh, what was he writing in on, uh, when Fickner was coming in on the, on the truck, he was listening to, that's the way I like it? Yes. Which How is that not, rock and roll? No, it's not rock and roll at all, which is what was, why that... Okay, fair. I mean, I don't, I don't approve. I think it's nonsense. No. But sure. you're just yeah. saying the word "sex, drugs, and rock and roll." That's, I did say that. That's nothing. Yeah. Anyway, bye, Amber. Have a good weekend this year, Megan. Yay! So now I feel obligated to do it. It's less fun. Yay! Bye, Megan. Bye, Megan.